welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. And if you're listening on the podcast, we are glad that you're tuning in on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was to encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never get to hear about. So my team at West uh, at Interaction Media and WV News, our partner, we're working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great opportunities. They're right here in our state. We just want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out, and I'm convinced we can learn a lot from their business experiences and, most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Adam and Beth Bedway. They're co-owners of East Wheeling Clayworks in Wheeling, West Virginia. Adam and Beth, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Absolutely. Guys, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Adam and Beth Bedway are co-owners of East Wheeling Clayworks. East Wheeling Clayworks, if you don't know, is a working ceramic studio that provides wholesale and retail sales of their products. They also provide a platform for other local artists to display their work. Adam and Beth, they both truly believe that the power and benefit in the art world is, and they're really striving to provide an outlet for people to embrace, uh, embrace their creative side through items that they in- interact with every single day. At East Wheeling Clayworks, they're committed to providing the Wheeling area as well as all of West Virginia with high quality products that they feel bring value to their customers' homes every day their customers and their customers' homes and their lives every day. I invited Adam and Beth on the show today to talk about East Wheeling Clayworks, to share their story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the business they lead in West Virginia. Adam and Beth, take a minute and fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Okay, so uh, we started East Wheeling Clayworks in 2016. Uh, We are a working ceramic studio. We make uh, functional pottery, so like dinnerware sets, mugs, things like that, that people will use every day, travel mugs, things like that. We also do some houseware things like incense burners and piggy banks and like some decor things that you would have around your house that aren't necessarily um, food, like for food use. Yeah, very cool. So one thing that we, so basically, essentially we're a small sort of artisan manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, there We have three wheel throwing artists, uh, including myself, our production assistant and another uh, potter who is contracted out um, to do work for us as we need it. Um, we have two other employees who kind of run the front end of, of the, of the business along with Beth. And uh, I mean, we, we are all over the place all the time. So I guess like, you know, it's not strictly front of the house. So yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, how did you guys, you know, first of all, when did you get started and how did you get started? 
So we started in, in 2016. Um, we really started in like our garage at, at one point and we were only doing like vendor sales. Like um, there was an arts festival that we would do and um, we ended up getting into Ogilvy Fest and things like that. Um, but as we got more popular in the area, we decided that we really needed to look for a storefront. So we ended up first moving to a small storefront in Center Market and then finally finding the place where we are today, um, which we actually just purchased and we're doing some renovations in to expand our production capabilities by double at least. Yeah, so <laughs> basically what we're doing now is we're expanding our production studio to uh, increase our output. Um, it, we're, we are probably tripling our footprint of, of our studio space to be able to make more pots faster uh, for people and also at the same time expand our retail space so that we can have more work from, you know, we like to try and stick with West Virginia artists in our shop um, as well as our work and we sell things like plants and stuff like that too. Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, Beth. Focus, oh, sorry. We tend to focus on things that um, we enjoy in our lives and want to, to have people, give people access to in their lives as well. Yeah, that's super cool. How I mean, how did you get into the the clay pottery business? I mean, how did how did that work? I mean, have you guys been doing this a long time, like all your lives, or when when did you find, first to get exposed to to working? So with Beth clay? and I met in, in, at Bethany College. Um, cool. I started clay early in my college career, and um, <clears throat> I was, I went from sculpture into pottery, and so it was one of those things that like as soon as I started throwing on the wheel, I knew like that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like it's everything else just kind of faded out. Uh, Beth and I met in college, like I said, at Bethany and she, uh, has a different experience with the wheel. Um, she does not like wheel throwing as much as I do. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, we, so we met in college and we, we dated after college and, um, always kind of thought of owning a small business. Like I, so I, I originally, after college, was doing contracting and uh, got, got to the point where we both kind of got tired of our day jobs and decided, like, we were at a good point in our lives where we were able to not have a house payment. We didn't have a ton of bills and we didn't have kids yet. Hmm. So we thought we would just kind of try and start a small business. And as soon as we started a small business, we had the kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, timing is everything, right? Yeah, I mean, we really, we really, we we sort of eased into the Clayworks part time, you know, for a few yeah. years while uh, I wrapped up my contracting schedule and Beth kind of wrapped up her her day job, job. And her day job, and things like that. And like it was literally like a month after she went full time like with the business, quit that, my job, and then was like, oh hey, guess what? Yeah, so <laughs> quit quit her job, lost her health insurance, and then it was like, oh hey, now we're gonna have a kid. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys are doing very well. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. And I just love those kinds of backstories that, you know, kind of say, hey, we started this as a part time thing and now we're doing it full time and it's awesome. And I just love yeah. that inspiration. So, guys, I'd like to I'd like to have you talk about what it is that you tell people that, that you do. In other words, what's your 30 second pitch for East Wheeling Clayworks? So our 30 second pitch is probably like we strive to make pots that people use every day like things that look well look look great but also function really well um we try and really whittle down 
our the design of our pots to things that that like people really want to use for a long time. Um, we focus on comfort and ease of use yeah. as well. And you know, you know, we can talk for a long time about consumerism and, and and plastic and things like that. But like, you know, we really want like the mugs that people buy from us to not only be like their favorite mug, but to be their mug that they can use for mm. the next fifteen years, twenty years. It doesn't sound great for job security, but it, it, it seems to work. <laughs> so. Well, you, you know, there's something to that, you know, what you're saying. And I, and I definitely appreciate that. You know, there's nothing like having your favorite mug. And maybe it's something that was half handcrafted by East Wheeling Clayworks or a, another type of pottery company. And you just, it's your go-to. It just feels good in your hand. You know that it's not made of toxic materials. You know, it's yeah. not, you know, when you, when you dispose of it, it's not going to be thrown into a landfill and decay for yeah. the next thousand years. Right. So I think I think uh, that's pretty cool what you're on to right there. I think that's that's awesome. And I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, that 30 second pitch. It, it's it's really cool. What would you you know, obviously, you, you said you guys just bought a new building. You've been in business since 2016. What would you say? And I'd like to hear from both of you guys. What's the one thing that you're most excited about for East Wheeling Clayworks right now? Um, for me, it's the the expansion is really uh, exciting for me because we're at this point where it's almost like a precipice where if we stay in the, the size that we are right now, there's a very serious limit and cap to what we can do. But this expansion is going to allow us to grow our business and possibly add more employees and basically take our business to the next level, which is something that is really, really exciting for us, especially as small very small business owners. Yeah, yeah. Extraordinarily small business owners. Adam, what's what's the thing you're most excited about? So, other than having a studio space where I don't really trip on things, because I'm pretty excited about that, um, like being able to increase our output, sort of like maximize our potential. You know, one of the things that I personally want to strive for is, you know, for the employees that we have, I want to provide a good job that pays well. And being able to like really get to that point to to pay somebody for like a, a good wage, forty hours a week, so that they don't have to worry about, you know, like getting a second job to make ends. Getting meet. a second job to make ends meet and things like that, because you know, the West Virginia economy is an interesting one. And while you know places are starting, at least in Wheeling, you know, people there are jobs like entry level jobs for young professionals and stuff like that, like. Not everybody can work in an office environment and not everybody can do construction. So, sure. I mean, like, I think we provide a good stopgap for people who want to learn a sort of trade that isn't, you know, a construction trade and things like that. So, yeah, super, that's one of the things I'm really excited that's about. That's super cool. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of folks out there talking about, you know, you got to have the side hustle. And I'm I'm always, you know, of the opinion, that, like, why don't you make your main hustle? your side hustle, yeah. you know, we should have one hustle and then relaxation time. Just, you know, it's just a different way of looking at it. So what's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the ge- geographic market that you serve. Obviously you're in, in Wheeling and you know, you're, you're serving people there locally, but what's, where are your customers located? Where are they coming from? Oh, our customers are actually all over the place. Um, I'm kind of interested. This, I'm going to start picking apart our sales from, over the holiday season yeah, because, and see exactly how far we shipped. Cause I know we've shipped from, to New York, California, a couple to Canada. Yeah. Um, like we've shipped all over the country lately. So, I mean, we're not just isolated to the Ohio Valley, 
but we do have a very strong customer base here in the Ohio Valley, um, specifically from wheeling towards Pittsburgh. That seems to be... But also uh, toward Morgantown, too. Yeah, also towards Morgantown. So that kind of crescent shape is really our prime area that we focused on. Um, But we have a lot of West Virginia expats that have spread the word and have told their friends in other places about us. And it seems like... It seems also like we're sort of starting to move our sales down toward the Charleston area too. Mm. You know, we have a couple of wholesale accounts down there now. And like now that those are sort of trickling out, then we start to have people come back to our website and order from our website and things like that too. Yeah, that's great. Well, Adam, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the wholesale side of it, you know, of things like that. Oftentimes, you know, people who are um, in the art world or in, you know, doing like artisan products like you guys or you and Beth are doing, you know, we, we think about direct to consumer selling on yeah. your website, sell, selling in a, in a retail store, maybe a brick and mortar, but, but you guys are, are actually selling wholesale. Talk a little bit about that and how, how you thought to sell wholesale, develop that market. What, how did that go? And what, how do you get started in that, in that realm? So, uh, a lot of what I learned about wholesale came from another potter, a couple that we know in Tennessee who they do all, almost exclusively wholesale. But so when I first started selling pots, I, I really had, uh, I really had a problem like marking down my pots because, you know, I think of the work that went into them and the work that it takes to make them. Mm. But what I wasn't factoring in is the cost of selling, uh, our work too. So, you know, you have the, the overhead, you have, you know, your advertisement costs and the cost of physically having someone to ring customers out and things like that. So they do all the advertising, things like that. So that's sort of where that justification comes in, you know, like I, 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 I 100% get that people don't want to discount the things that they make by hand. And i and we don't, we like in our, in our store, we don't have sales and things like that. Cause I sort of feel like, mm-hmm. like, and we also have a product that we can manufacture. Like if you have someone who is creating paintings, it's harder to wholesale a painting 100%. than it is to wholesale a mug because we can make, a run of 20 mugs that look pretty fairly identical. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so talk a little bit about that. What are, what are some of your most popular items that you have, um, say like in the last year? So, uh, our travel, our travel mugs are big sellers. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, um, you know, we, we basically developed those so that people would stop throwing away coffee cups as much and they could just use one ceramic mug and take with them and things like that. And, and they've really, in the last two years, I think we've been selling them for, They've really been our most popular item. Mm-hmm. Um, our berry and harvest bowls are probably berry and harvest bowls are big sellers. Um, our everyday mug is probably the, the mug that we sell the most of. We have a few different kinds of mugs. Um, I, I have one that I have I hand build. That's our evergreen mug. It, it has trees around it, and I don't wholesale that one because it's handmade and it's a lot of time. Mm. So that's just like pretty much exclusive to our website and our store. Um, but that would be our most popular mug. Like I can't make those fast enough. Wow. But the other, you know, our everyday mugs are really popular. I mean, like we try and stay, we try, you know, I mean like we try and keep up on trends and things like that because, you know, one thing about pottery, man, like there are a lot of potters out there that started throwing in the seventies and that's they make seventies pottery still. So, I mean, like you kind of have to be contemporary and, mm. and sort of keep up with trends and things like that. Yeah, so. That's, that's really interesting. What, uh, you know, cause I, uh, I'm, I personally don't know a lot about pottery and ceramics, but I'm a fan. You know, I honestly, I yeah. have, I have a 
Mike, I was talking about the go-to coffee mug. I have one that I that I bought that, that was some. Uh, it was a Rotary fundraiser here in Morgantown, probably twenty years ago. I still have yeah. that mug, and I still that's like my weekend mug, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <nice>. and then <laughs> I, and it was like full of like you know organic coffee that was fair trade. It was kind of like this Rotary project here in Morgantown, and that nice. that was that was made in in the uh, Creative Arts Center studio here in Morgantown, WVU. Yeah, the uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, and so I still have that. So so talk a little bit about the trends. What are some of the things that are hot right now? So um, what? So there, you know, there's a big national trend. You know, you, you there. Are Companies like East Fork Pottery and things like that that are really big right now. So in in like contemporary American ceramics, I would say like sort of like – I don't know like how to clean, explain it. Like clean lines, clean lines, like minimalist forms. That's kind of mm-hmm. what we stick with. You know, like yeah. like not a lot of frills. Um, not a ton, a ton of surface decoration. Like you can you can get some that have a lot of surface decoration and people will like them. But like for – a like a mass approach. Like if you're trying to reach the widest audience, it seems like clean lines and simple colors and bare clay, bare clay and um, neutrals are a big thing right now. Yeah. Like we have a white speckled uh, clay that we use uh, clay and glaze combination. And that's probably our most popular right now. Yeah. Really clean. Is that what the, like- uh, is that the, uh, the material that the evergreen mugs made out of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. saw that picture. And people seem cool. to, it, like right now, people really are enjoying the juxtaposition of like the clay, like the bare clay against the glaze. So, I mean, we always try and leave a little bit of like bare clay. I don't know. Like I started doing it almost as like a reminder of what this, of what our pieces are made from, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, but you know, I mean, I, I can't take credit for that because like a lot of potters are doing that right now. So it's really trendy. So yeah. yeah, that's super cool. What would you, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, you guys have been in business since 2016. What would you say is, has been your best business moment since you've been in business? Being, being able to purchase the building that we're in. It was huge. I mean, because like, you know, the building stock and wheeling for small businesses is scarce. And yeah. like, you know, our, our, our downtown is turning into one of those places that's going from having a lot of small storefronts to being taken over and turned into office buildings, basically. So, like, mm. there there aren't places in downtown for small businesses, you know, at least not a lot. So, like, the uncertainty of having a good location and having a good um, um, uh, facility, basically, mm-hmm. uh, was something that was almost always on my mind. Yeah. So once we were able to lock this place down and then now expand our studio and I can like sort of put that to bed that like we're going to have a good place to produce now. And that, we don't have to worry about any external factors that we aren't directly in control over. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that is exciting. And that's a, that's a cool, um, maybe a pivotal moment for, for, uh, East Wheeling Clayworks as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So on the flip side, I always like to ask uh, folks about their worst business moment. You know, I think that there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot that we can learn from those uh, those those valleys that we sometimes yes. can find ourselves in. Take us to that place of your worst experience and tell so, us that, so, that story. Okay. I'm going to do my worst business moment and then maybe Beth can do hers. And we'll, <laughs> they might, they might be our, our same business moment. Um, we've had a few, we've had a few pretty, you know, you know, I could really get into some crazy stories about our business, things that I don't really want the public to, sure, sure, to sure. know about. But, things that can remain behind the yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We we took a we took a custom order uh, for a group here in Wheeling making like a sort of a monument that they wanted reproduced. 
Um, and it was something that we had to, we couldn't throw on the wheel, which is what I do 90% of the time. It's, it's something we had to slip cast, which I had only done a few times. And, uh, I fought and fought those things like for so just long. for so long to be able to, to get the material to work with me, to be able to get the molds to work with me. And like it, it got to the point where I, I had just put too much time into it. And like, I just, I had to tell, I had to tell the organization, like, listen, this just isn't something that we can do. Uh, you know, after I had said like, like, yes, it's heartbreaking to, to have to say that to somebody be like, this just isn't working. Yeah. So, uh, mm. I mean, I always, I, you know, before I owned the Clayworks, I was a residential contractor. And, and one thing that I learned in both of those businesses, and I didn't learn until later in life, which is something I would tell anybody is learn when to say no. Mm. Like the money being there is always really exciting and it can really make you take on projects that you, you aren't sure you can do. And it's always good to push yourself, but like sometimes you just have to say no to things. Yeah, mm. you really have to iron out what you can and can't do before you accept a yeah something that's outside of your wheelhouse. What was your worst business moment? Moving an entire ceramic studio on January first. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, when we moved into this building, it was it was January first of 2018, and there was like six inches of snow oh, and ice outside. Awful. Wow. And like we had we agreed to have an event in our old space, like right beforehand, which I don't regret at all because that was an amazing event. But that meant that we like packed like half of the shop into a U-Haul <laughs> that mm-hmm. had the event, and then spent the next day literally moving the entire operation out of one building into another in the snow. And the, be- wow. the best part, the best part about being a, a, a potter or being a ceramist is that nothing is light. Everything it's all heavy. exceptionally heavy. No doubt. No and doubt. so we were trudging through snow and ice. Oh getting my things gosh. Moving face. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> Guys, uh, <laughs> I, I just want to take a second to mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include insurance centers, the state journal, wvnews.com and interaction media the support we receive from these west virginia companies allowed us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of west virginia our guests today are adam and beth bedway they're the co-owners of east wheeling Clayworks, based in of course wheeling west virginia guys i want to get right back into it what what is the vision for east wheeling Clayworks long term you want to take this one you want me to Oh, <laughs> the vision. So we have a lot of really great ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and 2020 is, was a year that that took a lot of our ideas and threw them in the garbage can. <laughs> so we really uh, we we lost basically last year. We lost 75 percent of our business because before the pandemic hit, we were doing um, events in our in our space, workshops and classes but also selling it, it, it shows around West Virginia and, and in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we were actually getting ready to expand into Ohio. Yeah. So we were, yeah. So we were looking at doing more shows, more events, things like that. And hmm. as soon as the pandemic hit, that all went away. We, we are, it, like we, all we of our business everything. revenue from those areas just completely dried up overnight, which essentially was like 75% of our business. Hmm. So last year really showed that like, if we ramped up production and we, worked hard at it that we could get by and do halfway decent with just making and selling pots. And so that's, we're hoping that in 2021 we can continue to do that on a larger scale, but also, you know, depending on how COVID goes, work some of the things that Mm -hmm. we did 
before the pandemic back in. Yeah. Well, that's you bring up a good question, Adam. It, you know, from my perspective, and that is, how do you how do you do that? How do you attract new customers? How do you bring new revenue streams in, uh, and, and enable you to go ahead and scale the the production like you want to? How do you attract those new customers? So, I've I've said this. I, we try and talk to a lot of young artists and things like that because there are a lot of them in Wheeling and some of them work for us. The, I always tell people that the best time to be an artist is right now because of social media. I mean, like having things like Instagram and Facebook where you can like for almost no money uh, just run run your business through them. You know, I mean, like attract customers and advertise like without even doing targeted advertising that you have to pay for. Yeah, like you can do things like hashtags and, and mentions and things like that and you'll get a very specific target audience who is only really interested in what you are offering. Like you, you can do like hashtag ceramics and you'll get 100,000 ceramicists, but you'll be filtered down from a much larger pool. Yeah, I mean you can do, you know, localized like West Virginia hashtags are huge. Uh, the other the other thing so Aside from social network, so, social networking, right? Is that yes. what it is? Mm-hmm. I almost said social distancing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Aside from social networks, uh, the other big thing is networking. So, I mean, like we try really hard to talk to other artists from West Virginia and mm-hmm. find ways that we can work with them, whether it's carrying their work in our shop or, you know, um, 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 making pieces together. What's that called? Collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah. Through collaboration. So um, then, you know, because essentially you do that with that person and they share you through their social media and then and then all of a sudden you're exposed to so many more people yeah, that have never even seen your work before. So Reciprocal outreach really goes a long way for an organic growth of your business because people who otherwise would have never seen your, your site now have a reason to go check you out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's kind of a, I mean, like, it's not a new way of thinking, but it is a new way of thinking because, you know, we'll have people come in and talk to us about advertising and things like that and ask us what our advertising budget is. And we say it's it's almost nothing. Yeah. So, like, you know, news, things like newspaper ads and or billboards or anything like that, like, we've never had to think about because we use the Internet and social, and social media. So, yeah. Interesting. Was, Very interesting. Yeah. What's one of the biggest challenges you guys face? um is this like a a pre-covid thing or is that like a post-covid yeah yeah. exactly right there's a there's a pandemic outside yeah 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 exactly that's a big one um you know we are lucky in that we're in a really good area for what we do um you know there is a clay distributor in carnegie pennsylvania that we use that's 50 50 minutes away and there's another clay distributor in cambridge ohio which is 45 minutes away so like a lot of place, a lot of people can't get clay unless it's shipped to them, which has an enormous shipping cost. So we can we can pretty much cut that out. So oh, really? So we're lucky in that regard. Um, what kind? What but, is what is the clay that you use? I mean, I, I've always wondered that. It looks like it's kind of like a reddish color. So we use three different clay bodies. Okay. In our studio. We have a, we have a speckled clay body that we use. That's what our evergreen mugs are made out of. Yep. We have a, a red a red like a brick red clay body. That's what a lot of our pots are made out of. And then we have a black clay body that comes out like really dark black. Hmm. Um, Sounds a little more finicky. It can be, yeah, that one can be pretty finicky. The other two are like really bulletproof clay bodies that we've been using for a while now. So the Um, the red clay, when it fires, does it stay red then or how does it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it changes color a little bit, um, but, you know, we're lucky in that 
you know, we don't have to dig and process clay. I mean, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of potters who still do that. And that's a big side of their art. Uh, but we don't have to do that. Our clay is manufactured for us. So we get, we're, we're lucky in that regard too. Yeah. It's uh, kind of neat that there's two distributors uh, within driving distance too. That's pretty Yeah. I, I mean like that doesn't, that doesn't happen unless you live in like, you know, North Carolina, you know, is a big pottery area and, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're lucky there. Well, and to historically, have this was also a big pottery. Yeah. One time. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess so, but I guess like challenge, challenge wise, I mean like, you know, re- resources, mm-hmm. it, 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 like in, in that, like, you know, as a small business owner, like you invest everything in your business. Like you don't, you know, when we went to buy our building, like we didn't, I guess this would be a good segue. We didn't have like access to like a 20% down payment because we just buy uh, clay and we buy tools and materials and, you know, you put the money back like into that. the business. Yep. So everything goes back into the business. So we had a really tough time you know, finding a bank that would work with us to, to even finance, finance our building. So mm-hmm. that was a big challenge. Luckily there, there was an organization organization in Pittsburgh that we worked with uh, called Bridgeway Capital. They, they were amazing to work with. And I would like, I would tell anybody who has like, you know, like a, a handmade or an art space business in West Virginia, like to look into them. And look into them, not just if you're looking to purchase a building or expand your capacity. If you if you have questions about how to get better outreach for your business, if you have like literal nitty gritty, like how do I make this part of my business function questions, they're like all there for that. Yeah, they, they have a program called the Craft Business Accelerator. It's, it's the resources that we were able to find through them are like, they're invaluable. They're, it's, it's really great. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll make sure we put a link to their to their website in the show notes section of the podcast too, because you know you hear that a lot. You know, um, in small business in West Virginia, access to capital, right? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and capital doesn't necessarily mean, need to be just you know financial capital. It could be human capital. It could be you know advice capital. It could be yeah, I mean, uh, intellectual you know capacity, right? Uh, those kinds of things. So I think that's, that's super cool that you mentioned that. What's, um, I want to ask you, I want to ask you guys, and either one of you could take this, uh, Adam or Beth, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business people? Maybe it's an entrepreneur who has an idea, but they haven't taken the step yet. What's one piece of advice you would give to them here in West Virginia? I would say talk to other businesses. That's a big one. Talk to other small businesses in your area. And just kind of feel feel out the waters. Um, like, don't be afraid to put your work out there. Don't be afraid of, like, the possibility of it not working. Because, mm. like, if you don't take that chance, it's, it's not going to work to Definitely. start with. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, awesome. But there's a very good chance that that market that you're looking for is there. They just don't have an outlet to find your product at this point. Yeah, that's great stuff, Beth. And I appreciate you saying that. You know, one of the reasons we do this show is to to be that conversation starter, that catalyst with, you know, somebody may be listening to the show, they hear that advice and they may reach out to you. So, you know, that's one of the things that's one of the things we we really love to do is promote entrepreneurship and and small business owners, especially these young people, because, you know, um, you know, Adam, you mentioned you went to Bethany. Did you grow up? You guys both grew up in West Virginia? Yeah, well. 
uh, originally I'm from Bridgeport, Ohio, so it's right across yeah, the river. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I spent my entire childhood in Wheeling. My dad had a business in Wheeling and things like that. So yeah, so cool. And that's, that's good. Hey, go ahead, Beth. What were you going to say? No, just saying I'm originally from Weirton, so yeah. I did in, in West Virginia. Awesome. Well, you know, that's the thing. That's what we're trying to say to people is like, you know, you could, you know, you can go to North Carolina and start your pot- pottery business. Why not do it here in West Virginia? Get with somebody yeah. like Adam and Beth Bedway and, 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 you know, forge some relationships. You know, uh, like we, we always talk about all the time, a rising tide lifts all boats. We want to see everybody exactly. su- succeed in this. And I think that's great advice uh, as, as well. What's one thing that you guys do every day that you think contributes to your success? Work nonstop. <laughs> Just work constantly. That's you know that's probably Actually, the biggest thing. One thing that we that we started doing every morning, we kind of check in and say, okay, what what's the plan? Like, yeah. what's the plan for today? And we kind of outline what we're going to do that day. And I mean, nine times out of ten, there's always like a curveball that gets thrown in there somewhere. Yep. But at least you have like a base understanding of, okay, today I have these five things that have to get done. It'd be nice if these other things got done, but like these are the crucial ones. Yeah. I would say like one thing that I, I do every day that I think help our helps our business is kind of take stock, you know, of, of where you are. Like, you know, I do things like, even though I, I don't do much of the financial side, I like to pay attention to where we're at, you know, like make sure like, you know, if you have things coming up that, you know, you need to do, you have to make sure that capital is there and things like that. Yeah. And if not, how are you going to make it happen? Like that, that's always been my biggest thing is like, I've never thought about like, I've always thought about business. You know, the the unique thing about small business is that like, you don't sit there and wait for a paycheck. You have to literally go out and get it. So mm-hmm. it's almost like if you have a net that you cast out to pull in that money. So like, I always try and keep in mind like where my next, that capital is coming from and how I can get that that's probably my big thing. Yeah. You, you know, as a, as a small business owner, a lot of times I, I phrase it this way. It may not be politically correct, but it's, you know, your job is to leave the cave, go out, kill something, drag it back so everybody can eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the way it is, you know, yeah. uh, it, you know, without being, you know, like I said, offensive to anybody. <laughs> what's one, yeah. what's one book or even a podcast that you guys would re- uh, recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Oh, Oh, that one's tough. Um, Wait, let me think about this for one second. There's something I listen to all the time, but I can't. I'm like totally drawing a blank. I was not prepared for this one. Um, so I actually list. I, I do podcasts a lot because we have a two year old and sitting yeah. down is almost impossible. Um, I listen to Charles Duhigg's books on um, like human psychology. It's basically mm-hmm. talking about how humans have patterns that they tend to fall into and how to kind of like rework those patterns in your life and um, become more productive and uh, basically setting yourself up to be more successful Hmm. in whatever you're choosing to do, whether or not it's a small business or just, I want to go jogging today, like those kind of things. I thought it was really interesting to get those like human dynamic ideas out of his books and you can actually really apply them to small business ownership because they're broad spectrum ideas of human consciousness so you can kind of see where it like once you start seeing the patterns emerge like you can see how oh this is a really successful commercial because Hmm. 
they do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you can kind yeah. of fold that into your marketing plan. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's that's good stuff. And we, uh, in our uh, resources section under positivelywv.com, we have links to, for the last three and a half years, uh, every recommendation that folks have given us. So we'll make sure we, we include that as well. Uh, nice. Folks can just buy buy stuff right there with a click of the mouse, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And so on my end, I would, you know, because I can't think of the, the, the podcast I listen to, I'll find it and I'll, I'll email it. You know? um, yeah, but that's good. What I, what I would say to do that, that helps that, uh, like, the thing that helps me a lot is following businesses in my industry mm-hmm. on on Instagram, especially, but, you know, also yeah. Facebook, because, like, you know, like, a lot of these businesses really want to give an insight to how they work and how they, and how they run. And mm. so like when you, I mean, we literally, I literally got to look at East Fork Pottery's third quarter financials the other day. Like mm. they went through and they broke down all of their financials and wow. you know, where different things went to and stuff like that. So when you can see how a business that size scales their capital and you know, where things go, I mean, it makes it, it makes more sense to where your 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 money's going and things like that. And Absolutely. Where your Absolutely. Go. There's there's huge value in being in proximity with people who are actually doing it, not to yeah. uh, not not being in proximity with people who are naysayers and and ne'er do wells. You know. Yes. So so yeah. I think what you guys are both saying is you know you, you gotta you gotta um, cling to, to to people and, and and be attracted to people that are going to help you, right? Well, and, and you know Beth and I we both come from like former steel mill towns, so yeah. like. That naysaying is a is a big thing that people are still trying to shake off. But I mean, yeah. the nice thing about you know the the I always say like millennials people people have a lot of problems with millennials, but honestly, they're some of the hardest working people I know because mm-hmm. so many of us have had to be entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that because like there just aren't those secure jobs out there now. Yeah, so it's like we really hustle a lot. Yeah, and, and there's something to, to be said for entrepreneurs uh, in in the sense that uh, you know being self sufficient and and Adam, you talked about it. You know, be going out there and, and you know casting your net out and saying what you can yeah. catch. You know, in terms of yeah. uh, uh, revenue or uh, financial uh, financial gains. And of course, there's way more to it than just the financial aspect. Yeah, uh, definitely. In, in terms of uh, satisfaction and fulfillment, guys, we've c- covered a lot in this interview. Uh, I'd like to ask you now if there's anything else you think our listeners should know about East Wheeling Clay Works or about your story? Um, well, if you want, you can check us out on Instagram at East Wheeling Clay Works, or you can look us up on Facebook at East Wheeling Clay Works. Um, we have a website that's eastwheelingclayworks.com. See a theme forming? Yeah, you literally, you can just type our name into anything and we're probably there. Uh, <laughs> uh, our, our shop is currently, our brick and mortar store is closed until probably about the end of January. We're doing renovations on the on the first floor and in, in the basement studio but after that we'll be back yeah. probably five days a week things like that so yeah that's but great. you can always you can always order pots on our website we ship all the time so yeah yeah and absolutely. if there are small business folks out there that do have questions or want to to reach out and contact us absolutely don't hesitate um, hit us up on our instagram or facebook you can email us ewclayworks at gmail.com we're happy to talk um, we're, we're big on talking shop. We'll yeah. probably bore your ear off. But. Oh, yeah. no, that's great. That's yeah. great. And that's, I, I appreciate we're, that invitation for sure for, for folks. We're big believers in the whole rising 
rising tide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, and I, w- I would also encourage folks to check out your your website, eastwheelandclayworks.com. You've got a, a really, you've done a very nice job of your e-commerce uh, section oh, there. And no, I you. appreciate that. Uh, you know, obviously that's a great thing. We're hearing a lot of folks uh, really relied on that uh, over the last eight, 10 months. Uh, yeah, I, I, and once uh, I've got my eye on the harvest bowl and the berry bowl for my wife. And as soon as nice. I noticed they're out of stock and low stock. So I'm going to try to, uh, place an order there as soon as I can. With, with you guys. Okay, great. Well, if you, if you, if you can't, if it's out of stock, just email me and I'll make it for you. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great guys. Uh, it, uh, Adam, Beth, it's been, uh, as we close up here, our time, it's been, uh, it's been really great to, to an honor to actually, to have you on the show, to, to learn about what your, your, what you guys are doing there in wheeling with East wheeling clay works and bringing, uh, just wonderful, uh, products to the market. Uh, not only for West Virginia, but across the country. And as you mentioned, into Canada, I think that's super cool. And, uh, you know, I just, I'd like to encourage you to keep up the great work and keep spreading uh, the knowledge and the wisdom that you guys are doing with uh, young folks, especially. I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Well, thank you. We appreciate the opportunity to tell people, you know, how we do what we do. So thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like my new friends, Adam and Beth Bedway of East Wheeling Clayworks in Wheeling, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with their business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, and that's PositivelyWV.com. We certainly appreciate your comments and encouragement. Uh, We love the reviews that you guys are sending our way, and we, of course, encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show called Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring you a panel of business business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia, but don't forget, test negative.